Welcome to Medicare Advantage for Health Plans podcast. Insider insights and perspectives to increase profitability and impact the health of the members you serve. This program is sponsored by AdvantaSure, services and technology solutions for government-sponsored health plans. Welcome to Episode 8, The Technology Debt Dilemma, Why Cloud Operations Are Essential. We're joined today by Larry Monsell, who leads Advantisher's product software and technology platforms. Welcome, Larry. It's great to have you today. Hey, yeah, it's great to be here. Larry, when we talk about the operating infrastructure of health plans and its reliance on technology to expedite processes and scale, react quickly to regulatory changes or changes in the market, what are some of the challenges plans with legacy systems are facing now? You know, not too long ago, uh, cloud ops was a scary, scary thing for the healthcare industry to think about hosting their data, their processing, their services and servers. They wanted to keep that within their private data centers or managed data centers to maintain ownership of it. But as the cloud has matured over the past decade, there's been a lot of progress that's enabled plans and their vendors to release that burden of responsibility. The maintenance of in-house expertise and management and execution of those data centers as well. Legacy systems require a lot of capital expenditures, forecasting for computing capacity. You know, in the cloud, there's monitoring and alerting built in. For example, if we knew we needed to expand capacity for processing compute power, maybe health plan has new members or users or needs to be able to scale for new products enhancements. If I'm in a data center, I'll need to go out and procure additional new servers, new drives, storage arrays, network gear. At this point, you'd have to procure and incur the expense of that new, of new equipment. You'd have to account for the timelines of purchasing, shipping, implementation, configuration, testing. Best case scenario, uh, that's a few months before you can actually do what you need to do to expand. In the cloud, the additional storage and compute power can be turned on, uh, sometimes within minutes, depending on how you're set up within that cloud. So now, a several-month process can be collapsed down in anywhere in the course of a few days or a few hours or even a few minutes, depending on what your setup is within the cloud. This obviously translates into a quicker change for the health plan and ultimately transfers into less overhead and costs, which trickles down from the vendor to the health plan. Uh, but there's also opportunity costs to consider. Delays put the business goals and timelines at risk. A lot of the legacy systems are built uh, in hard code from an infrastructure perspective. So there's a lot of workarounds and slow processes that evolve along with them. That sounds pretty cumbersome. So how's the cloud more flexible? You know, what enables things to move so much faster in the cloud? Sure. Yeah. You know, there are tool sets in the cloud that allow for innovation of processes, software products, and the ability to scale, which hasn't previously been available. Because with Legacy, there was an actual data team that had to go in there and make adjustments within the data center itself. As it relates to the journey of the cloud, there are many different ways to leverage the cloud. There's a spectrum of what it means to be uh, within the cloud or cloud native. Essentially, on the front part of that spectrum is what we call infrastructure as a service or IaaS. And that's essentially taking what you have in the data center and replicating that infrastructure and the architecture of that infrastructure within the cloud. For many, this has a lot of benefits. It scales well and it can, and it can be optimized. But the next, the next step in the evolution of the spectrum is uh, what we call platform as a service. This gets rid of a lot of the limitation of having that infrastructure and architecture uh, pre-built and lifted into the cloud. And it really sort of uh, allows us to leverage cloud-native storage tools, 
and technology that we can leverage uh, within the cloud itself that also benefit our software services, our products, and our applications. Now, this allows for innovation capabilities and tools that's not possible necessarily or as flexible uh, or, or much more flexible than uh, what we would have with infrastructure as a service. One of the things uh, platform as a service allows for us to do is to scale more quickly uh, up or down. For example, the services uh, that Azure offers within platform as a service, you'll be able to scale up process and compute power and compute power for different applications or certain processes based off of number of users, schedule of processing, availability, CPU usage, all of those sort of things. Along with that, you know, you will have alerting around that. So you'll know when you start to approach the uppermost limits of that, say 75, 80%, you'll have this alerting and capability that will proactively allow you to be able to quickly scale up or scale down as needed. So in that way, you can you can ensure that you're able to scale as needed when needed for, uh, let's say, that additional compute need that you may have. At the same time, if you don't need it, you can also scale down because that also leverage that also allows for efficiencies so that you don't have to pay for all that compute power if you don't need it. This also allows for configurability, uh, as we'll call it, within the cloud. Um, not only gives you that ability to monitor and proactively alert, but it also allows for us to be able to enhance our automation as it relates to things that we call development operations or DevOps in regards to being able to automate our pipelines, automate our software deployments, automate the ability to, to release and deploy our software products and applications in a much more nimble, uh, cost-effective way. So you'll be able to open up access and, and methods to this connectivity so that you don't have to necessarily jump through so many hoops. You really can decrease your, your, your overhead as it relates to these deployment activities. To elaborate on the DevOps side, you can essentially code the scaling of your infrastructure and the automation of that. So essentially, you're able to scale and deploy your applications based off of code instead of having to uh, configure and implement additional servers and other, other aspects uh, that you might have to in an infrastructure as a service model. That's a huge benefit when you talk about continuous integration and development pipelines and your ability to get that software through your environments to a production environment in a much quicker and easier way. It also helps out with quality controls, your QA, your testing activities, so you can load, distribute, and publish to these environments while bringing down your overhead of QA and testing because you can also automate that testing as part of your deployment pipeline. Ultimately, it allows you to have more time and not be contained by the cost and the time of this, of this additional overhead from a DevOps responsibility. Now, the other thing Azure offers you from a framework perspective is that you can plug into offerings of toolkits, tool sets, libraries, uh, that they have available. Things like API management, API governments, tool sets as an example. Same as it relates to data platform capabilities, data movement and data processing as well. There's a lot of goodness that comes along with the platform as a service model. Instead of having to build it yourself, we can procure and manage these things as part of the cloud offering. For example, for us, our risk adjustment quality platforms and application are evolving to an API-based framework. 
we're able to automate our deployment pipelines using our cloud DevOps tool sets and even move things into uh, practice such as database as a service. All of this culminates into a low, lower overhead, greater cost efficiency with enhanced monitoring and alerting. And it also gives us greater insight and understanding of the pieces and parts that need continuous scaling for our own at-risk areas. That makes sense. You know, uh, using those tool sets available instead of reinventing the wheel. And that way you can stay on mission and maximize efficiency. Of course, from a health plan's point of view, being flexible to changes in the business environment and being able to respond quickly is essential. So let's get to talking about the posture of security in the industry and how the cloud supports that. Yeah. So the, so the pivot here is really the enhanced security and the tool sets that come along in, with the cloud today. Uh, and that can happen in many different forms, including multi-layered frameworks. Uh, we've been able to leverage this with, with additional capabilities uh, around our firewalls or, RAP, or WAFs that protect us from uh, all sorts of uh, potential security vulnerability, including bad actors that are out there. You know, things like denial of a service, which essentially are hackers attempting to flood your access points, your IPs with traffics, with millions of transactions or request messages that will essentially bring down your site, your applications, or even your network. So how would that play out? Well, the internet might show an error message. In some of those cases, you would be unable to access that network. You might even, the people that uh, operate the network may even have trouble being able to get their network or ecosystem under control once they're under attack. So there are configuration and tools in place today to be able to identify those and really guard against those. So really identify, hey, do we think that this is is a threat? Be able to quickly identify that segment and ensure that it's protected so that your sites and your applications, your overall network do not go down. There's additional features like geo-blocking to restrict people's ability to access the internet from, from, our, from our end or vice versa. So there are certain areas you certainly would not want your end users to be able to, um, to navigate to. So we can make sure our associates aren't able to get to, let's say, IP addresses hosted within North Korea. Likewise, we can also ensure and enforce that we don't have our network to access by certain geographical areas like Russia or North Korea. This really helps mitigate potential security risk from those areas where we see a high risk of threats. The next point of controls is being able to be very precise in our access permissions. There's IDS, intrusion detection tool sets, antibot defenses, as well as levels of provisioning that our cloud toolkits allow for us to make sure that we have the most precise granular level of access needed for our users to be able to do what they need to do to support ourselves and our clients. And, and the cloud really provides the ability to do that. So you wouldn't necessarily want an application developer with administrative access to, to certain servers or toolkits or even anything above and beyond exactly what they need to do to be able to perform their work. We've been talking about a lot of the technical benefits of the cloud. If we were to summarize those benefits of the cloud in non-tech terms, you know, what are the benefits for health plans to adopt this ecosystem of cloud-native solutions? Sure. So there's scalability. You know, we can scale up or scale down very quickly. We talked about that. Uh, the cloud is certainly a cost-effective environment when you are able to leverage that appropriately. We talked about the additional security controls uh, and posture that it provides. From an innovation perspective, it's certainly easier to bring more technology enablers into play 
in a way that in, that increases our performance and our ability to evolve in that way. Something we haven't talked about as a benefit also is is disaster recovery for business continuity purposes in in case of any sort of adverse event. You're able to essentially be able to replicate or turn up your services in different geolocations, environments, those sort of things in a way that really allow you to restore service or essentially not go down in the first place and minimize those types of events. And, and again, as we talked about, the cloud is abundantly flexible. So you're going to be able to see speed and time to market, time to productions, and certainly things like enhancements, implementations, and innovation in general. L- let me give you an example for risk adjustment. If we want to implement NLP or natural language processing for, for medical chart coding or auditing support purposes, uh, or we want to implement machine learning into our gap and chase programs. Those are innovations that can be turned on much easier through libraries or tool sets that can be leveraged as part of the cloud. For instance, if we have a third-party vendor that we want to be able to leverage for uh, any number of instances and they offer an API gateway, we can simply create an environment and configuration to be able to work directly with that vendor and procure and bring that service up in a much overall quicker timeline perspective than what we could if we had to go procure and or license that software ourselves. So the cloud in that way really allows the connectivity and the ability for us to leverage other third-party vendors that also have a presence in that cloud or in clouds in a way that allow us to bring those capabilities to market much quicker and also bring those those capabilities to the market in a uh, a, a much lower cost than many, many times. You know, you see these different tech solutions and some are saying they're in the cloud and some aren't. And, And now we know why it matters. I read a book called Exponential Organizations, and the take-home message was, if your organization doesn't like change, it's going to like irrelevance a lot less. And I think that message really resonates here as the healthcare industry is gaining traction with its tech solutions and uh, adoption. You know, this is so true. Larry, thanks so much for joining the podcast. Thank you. To all of our listeners, thank you for listening in. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Apple or Spotify, rate it, and share it with your colleagues. This program was brought to you by Advantisure. From health management, member engagement, billing and claims, to risk adjustment and quality, Advantisure has a full suite of services and technology solutions for government-sponsored health plans.